Kutsia after some positive news. South Africa Davis Cup victory in the Euro Africa Group 2 match uh, in Denmark over the weekend means they are promoted to Euro Africa Group 1 from uh, next year. And also Banyana Banyana advancing to the semi-finals of the Kasafa Women's Championships. We'll catch up with the Banyana Banyana coach in what is an important time and we'll get a full wrap of uh, what was happening over the weekend in terms of football in South Africa. But I, I just got I got to make a couple of comments about the rugby. I mean, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say that I thought New Zealand was going to win because New Zealand were clearly going to win, especially in New Zealand. But after five successive wins and a draw in Australia, I certainly didn't see the Springboks being humiliated by 57 points to, to nil. I mean, the All Blacks, they, they, were, they were fantastic. They were savage in the way they played, but entertaining. And that class was just punctuated by what I thought was uh, the, the, the moment of the match. Nair Milner-Scudder and uh, Bowden Barrett, that behind-the-back offload to, uh, to see Nair Milner-Scudder score one of his two tries. They were ruthless. They were relentless. They were ridiculous in a sense. But who is going to rescue us? I don't know. Are we 57 points worse than the All Blacks? I don't believe we are. And the boxing... I mean, here's the opportunity. Following that Mayweather-McGregor fiasco, debacle, whatever you want to call it, Golovkin against Alvarez, real opportunity to give some respectability to boxing again. And this was like Pacquiao Marquez won all over again. The first fight, clearly Pacquiao had won it. Instead, they concocted a draw, the judges, some horrible judging. And the boxers played their part for the, for the most part yesterday. The judges certainly did not play their part. One judge scored at 115-113 to Golovkin. Another 114-114 draw. And the third judge, 118-110 for Alvarez. What fight was she watching? So that means... You've scored a fight for Alvarez to win 10 rounds of the 12. There is no way that happened. To be fair, I actually had, uh, I know Golovkin landed more punches, but he did it in some of the rounds that he won. And so my scorecard, actually, I had it 115-114 to Alvarez. But uh, there's no way it was ever 118 to 110. Neither boxer was down, neither boxer backed down. They were both uh, up for the fight. The judges, though, made the call and, and I think ruined it. They, they've taken the sport even further back and it's taken all of the shine off the performance. But expect to see a big money rematch and maybe two big money rematches. I don't know. Either way, let me get into your sports news before we get into uh, the show proper. Uh, Bitter Alpha Highfield Lions in cricket. Uh, Coach Jeffrey Tuana is looking forward to getting their Sunfall Series campaign underway against the Warriors at Bidvest Stadium tomorrow. The match uh, marks the start of the 2017-2018 franchise season with one round of the season unique from previous years because all the Proteas players have been made available to play. So Kajisa Rabada will be playing red ball cricket for Tiana. The Lions have uh, bolstered their squad with uh, Umpile Ramela, Craig Alexander and Buren Henricks, while their opponents from the Eastern Cape have a new four-day captain in Proteus T20 batsman, John John Smuts. Meanwhile, the Cape Cobras have uh, Proteus duo of Hashimala and uh, Timba Bavuma available for their opening Sunfoil Series match against the Knights tomorrow. News uh, from the defending champions Knights camp is that the top order batsman Riley Rousseau is unavailable following a finger operation while the pace bowler Marshall DeLonger is only scheduled to be back from Glamorgan after the first match. Stay with cricket, Aidan Markham will captain the Titans for the Sunfoil Series uh, match against the Dolphins tomorrow, having been named as replacement to Henry Davids, who elected to stand down after five seasons in charge of the four-day side. The Dolphins are unable to select the injured Luandiswa Zuma and Dane Villas, who still under contract with Lancashire in the UK, but do have Proteus Keshav Maharaj and Andy Lepikwayo available. Football news, Cape Town City will be hoping to return to winning ways when they visit Orlando. Pirates in an absent premiership encounter at F&B Stadium tomorrow night. Citizens are fresh from a two-match unbeaten run in the league, but their bright start came to a halt when they lost 2-0 to Kaiser Chiefs on Wednesday. But Coach Benny McCarthy's men have a great start in all competitions, also reaching the MTN8 final. Meanwhile, Platinum Stars have dismissed reports that an agreement has been reached for the sale of the club. 
Consuelo de Quen has been subject to speculation over the past few months, but the club chairman, Cliff Ramorua, insists no deal has been struck with a prospective buy and brushed aside the talk as a ploy to derail the progress of the team. Just finally, in cycling news, Alberto Contador and Ivan Basso helped unveil plans for the 2018 Giro d'Italia. That we'll see one of cycling's three major races beginning outside of Europe for the first time. Cycling uh, will start in uh, Jerusalem May the 4th. That's SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk tennis now. And uh, South Africa claimed a uh, rather good victory over Denmark in the Davis Cup Euro-Africa Group 2 third-round playoff in Aarhus uh, this, this very weekend. And delighted to say that we've now been promoted to Euro-Africa Group 1. So there's uh, a pro- progression and we'll be no doubt fighting to uh, get into the world group as well. But delighted to say that we've got uh, a man who is uh, part of the coaching staff in Denmark, Jeff Kutsia on the line, one of the legends of South African tennis. Jeff, thanks for joining us all the way from the Northern Hemisphere. Good to have you on again. Yes, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. A great team effort in Denmark to, to, to claim the win, but how significant is the promotion back to Group 1? No, I think it's really huge. I mean, I think it's been a great week's practice, and uh, the whole team put in such a good effort. It was a great team effort. And uh, going into the uh, uh, after the Friday, it was 1-1. Uh, Nick was a little bit sick, and uh, not to make any excuses, but I mean that uh, their number one, Freddie Nielsen, played really well. And then Lloyd came out really good, you know. And then uh, the doubles was absolutely amazing. I mean, Ruan Rulosu played really well, and obviously Race Raven showed where why he's uh, you know in the world's top uh, doubles player there. I mean, they showed some world class play, and then they, that got a, sort of uh, put a 2-1 up. Gave us a little bit of spark, and the team was on, in a high, you know, with some good dinner the Saturday evening, and then Lloyd came out played really well yesterday. Yeah, I must say, I mean, Raven Klaas and Rulofsa really have been gelling well uh, lately in the doubles, and Lloyd Harris, as you say, pulled off successive singles victories to, to guarantee that win for South Africa. Are you happy with the performances overall by, by the individuals in the team? No, 100%. I think still uh, there's a lot to be to be done. I think as now, you know, as we get higher and higher, it's going to be tougher. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've been promoted to Group 1 and you're going to have the likes of a lot of the guys that sort of uh, uh, top 100 in singles and higher and then some depending on who you play, uh, which teams you play. So it's going to be a lot more experience, it's going to be a lot tougher. The nice thing is we do play home. We don't know who yet. I think yeah. they, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's been done. They're doing that on Wednesday. So Wednesday we will probably find out who we play, and then we can prepare. Then we decide where to play and uh, the team and get it, get our guys ready. But for now, I think we're just happy. We we promoted to Group One, and the team has been absolutely delighted with a good celebration last night. So uh, it was all good. While you talk about the promotions, uh, you know, I don't want to jump any guns here or anything, but I'm certainly celebrating that we're back in uh, Euro-Africa Group Group 1. But in terms of uh, the ultimate aim, is the aim to reach the world group? Um, yeah, that's the aim, you know, but, but you know, um, uh, to be able to do that, we need to be able to uh, play some really good tennis, you know. It depends who we play uh, the Group 1, we have to win that match and then we have to win another two to then play next year to come this time uh, uh, another uh, a promotion match to go to the world group and that's you can imagine there's yep. a, a lot of the guys that top 20 even that can be part of it but right now we, 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 we're just looking forward to um, 
the, the draw on Wednesday and who we play from there. And, you know, the, it's, it's such an important uh, tie for us because if we win that tie, that means guaranteed the following year, if we don't make it uh, after Wimbledon, if we don't win that match, for example, we're still going to be Group 1, and that's what we want. So the first tie is really, really vital for us next year um, to, um, after Australian Open. Now, you talk about how vital it is. I mean, there's, there's obviously been a great deal of talk about Kevin Anderson. He's back in the top 20 in the world and a very successful run in the US, uh, to, to the US Open final. Is there going to be an approach to, to maybe get him returned to Davis Cup tennis, as, as, as you say, as many of the top players do? Um, I certainly hope so. I mean, and that's, that's, uh, I think that's probably uh, more uh, Marcus and Bruska's role, yes. getting to, to, to Kevin, uh, uh, Richard Clover, our uh, from CSA um, and get him and ask him what's his schedule because you kind of know the date already um, um, and all that so um, uh, it just depends you know it, it, you got to find out what the schedule is with Kevin and then um, we go from there but ultimately you know like I said we, we're going to find out on Wednesday so we already know when the dates are so it, it just depends on his schedule it would be absolutely amazing if he can make it uh, but then you know once again he's now 15 and, and he, he's going to do much better because he hasn't played that much, you know, the last um, uh, 18 months he's been uh, sort of injured so and he pulled out of Australia this year. So he has a lot yeah. of points that he can just make up. And again, it just depends uh, on his schedule and if, if he's available or not. So uh, we would love to have him there, but uh, it's mainly uh, it's his call. Yeah, absolutely. You'd love to, to, to see uh, Kevin Anderson there, especially in light of the fact you see guys like Vavrinka and Federer teaming up for Switzerland. Of course, Songo is superb in seeing France through to the, uh, the mm. final and the, the, the world group as well. But, I mean, you, you talk about, uh, obviously, Marcus Andruska's role, uh, clearly. I mean, he, he's uh, effectively the, the, the captain. But you remain one of South Africa's tennis greats. You're a, you're a coach in your own right now as well. But what exactly is your role then with the team? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, what, what happened was, was, I mean, I've always supported Davis Cup. As you know, I love play, uh, playing for my country. And, um, uh, Marcus has asked me a few times to join and it was just not in, sort of in my schedule as well. Yeah. It's just that I have, we planned, um, after Miami, it was my, uh, you know, it was our anniversary. My wife said, so I couldn't do that side, the previous side. So I said to him, you know, just give me sort of a heads up, uh, a six weeks in advance and I can work out something. And uh, I chat a little bit uh, to my wife. She's the boss in the relationship, so <laughs> just on the schedule. <laughs> because I do, I mean, I do 25 weeks already uh, in the year. So to do an extra couple, I mean, this was very good for me. And, I, and I'm just very happy she gave me the green light to come to the tie. And I'm very fortunate to have a wife like that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just came in as a consultant, sort of assistant coach, and I've enjoyed it. So, and, and I'm, I'm just happy I could help out the team this week. And... Uh, best prepare them as possible for, for this, uh, this time. Jeff, on the point of uh, Wednesday's draw, are we going to wait till Wednesday's draw before we decide whether or not we're going to be uh, facing uh, one specific team or, or nation on a specific surface, or have we decided already it's probably going to be on the hard courts that we tend to uh, play our Davis Cup time? No, yeah, definitely. I, we don't have any clear. I mean, we don't, uh, maybe, you know, hard courts are probably going to be the best surface, but also depends if you play. Uh, we, we've tried it in the past where we put in a glass court at Wanderers, so yeah. it just depends really who we play, and that's the main thing about a, a home tie. So we'll have to wait till Wednesday comes, who we play. Uh, the Federation will have to check to Marcus because ultimately he will check to the players as best to see what is our best possible chance to be a team. Look, at the end of the day, is 
we're not really used to the altitude, but we're better prepared than our opponents. Mm. We, because we never really played other than the, our junior years. So uh, um, it's, we've had some very good success in altitude, but it's not uh, uh, South Africa's best, but we're just better than our opponents because we're more used to it. Well, I'm hoping that it proves successful for South Africa ultimately, but best of luck. Uh, enjoy the, the draw on Wednesday and uh, safe travels back to South Africa, Jeff. Thanks very much for your time tonight. Okay, thank you so much, guys. Counterculture is a new edgy documentary series featuring various subcultures from nudists to drag queens and obsessive comic fans. Immerse yourself in the weird, the wonderful and extraordinary countercultures of South Africa every Sunday night at 9.30 on SABC3. SAFM has the widest reach of any radio station in the country. So wherever you are, we will bring you the best programs 24 hours a day. If you're on holiday or on a business or road trip anywhere in South Africa, know that we will be with you. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader now. Banyana Banyana advanced to the semi-finals of the Kasafa Women's Championships as Group C winners following a one-all draw with Botswana in uh, Bulawayo yesterday. Delighted to say we've got coach Desiree Ellis on the line from uh, Zimbabwe. Uh, Desiree, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Uh, thanks for having me, Dwayne, and welcome to the listeners. Oh, it's good to have you on again. Uh, let's talk about yesterday's game first up. I think you made eight changes to the team that actually uh, beat Namibia, but was that more a, a case or necessitated by the rather ludicrous decision to play matches in successive days in the first two group matches? <laughs> well, we, we looked after the welfare of the players, though. We got the six points, which practically put us in, in the semi-final, and uh, we used some of the players while uh, Moko was on the pitch, though, at the end of the Namibia game, so was uh, Bumi, um, so was Fifi, um, you know, uh, Koketsa was, was on the pitch, Rhoda was on the pitch. So we saw that with that players that were still on the pitch, Bambanani was on the pitch as well. Um, we saw that with that players, adding to a few of the other players, um, as you said, the back-to-back, uh, there was no way that the players were going to play three games in four days, you know, mm-hmm. considering the semi-final um, a few days later. Um, and I thought it was a, was a good decision when we got there um, because Zimbabwe were playing um, against Malawi. And the last 20 minutes, um, Zimbabwe were leading 3-1 and they were practically walking on the field because of using, you know, the same team uh, for three consecutive games, even though they had a rest, uh, one day in between. Yes. And uh, we looked at it and we discussed it with the fitness team, discussed it with the medical team. And we felt it was the right decision. Um, uh, things didn't go our way during the game, though. Um, had lots of opportunities, um, and eventually got the, the the point that we needed. Yeah, but that came off the bench. Chantal Iso uh, coming off the bench to find the equaliser yesterday. I mean, she and Tembi Khatlane uh, look like they've they've got their goal scoring accounts well and truly up to date. But uh, you know, in the group stages, was it three all? I think for for both of them. But are, are you happy with the way the senior players have played? Well, the senior players have really stood up. Um, Noko um, really came in against Namibia when, uh, yes. you know, the legs were gone uh, with some of the players towards the latter part of the game against Namibia. Uh, we decided to bring Noko on at half time and she really settled down the back line and then later in the game we brought Mfumi on when we needed people to slow down the game because uh, no one was, uh, you know, making those runs anymore and 
they really stood up. But the person who's really raised their hand has been the really Johnny the captain. You know, yeah. she's been ever present and, and raised their hand and tried to control things, things, things from the midfield. So, yes, um, uh, senior players have stood up and, and raised their hand. I do want to ask about the defensive area that cost you a goal yesterday. I mean, do, do you allow for mistakes or do you feel there's, there's something that you actually need to work on based on that, uh, that individual error? Well, we, we tried to look at it. We had a set down and we tried to look at, look at it. And, uh, you know, in the heat of the game, goalkeepers must probably shot and kick it out and you thinking the goalkeeper's coming. And, I mean, it's, it's a horrendous error, though, but uh, it can happen in, in, in a game. And uh, for me, the, the, the upside was um, the character shown immediately after that in, in getting back into the game immediately and almost winning it, winning it at the end. And that, for me, is important that we, with, with, with so few minutes left, we didn't just fall over and, 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 and say the game is over. You know, the same in the Namibia game towards the last 20 minutes. Yeah. The legs were gone, but the mental strength shown was, uh, was something good for us because in the past, um, when we go down, when the legs are gone, we, we just stop playing. So that for me was a very positive sign. And uh, um, uh, yes, it's a horrendous goal to give away. And on another given day, um, you know, you will just clear it and, and make sure that, that, that nothing happens. But I think it was just absolutely lack of uh, proper communication. And I'm sure that uh, between uh, the defender and the goalkeepers, I'm sure that never, ever will happen again. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but looking back at the group stages, including the victories over Lesotho and, and what I thought was a vastly improved Namibian side, uh, where do you feel Banyana Banyana are? Do you feel they're at the level to be completely competitive and go on and win this uh, championship where they are currently? Well, we showed it in the in the first 20 minutes against Namibia. We showed that, um, you know, if we can consistently play that type of ball, say for about 70-odd minutes or so, uh, we're definitely in with the chance. And uh, we know a semi-final is a one-off. There's no second chance. There's no saying, I, I must try that. So everybody's got to go out and give it all. We haven't played our best yet, um, and that's a good sign <laughs> because uh, we've shown what we can do, but we need to consistently do that. And uh, the, 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 the big players need to come, need really stand up now, uh, you know, and bring carry the others along during the game because it's going to be tough out there. Um, Zambia are playing good football as well. Mm. And we know semi-finals. They might seem as if it's going to be exciting, but it could be very tactical. One era, one um, uh, moment of brilliance. And we hope we, at the end of the moment of brilliance, where we get the result that we want. Because uh, uh, two games away from getting to the final, you surely want to really go out and, and, and give your best. And I think the players will look at the game we, uh, against uh, Botswana. We would, really didn't play that well, but showed a bit of character. And we can only build on from that. Desiree, when you, when you look at it, uh, and yes, obviously you, you play the Chipola Polo of Zambia who, who topped their Group A in the first semi-final, but only on Thursday. So at least you've got a few days to, uh, to, to gather yourselves, compose yourselves, work on a few things and, and get into it. But what, what do you ultimately want out of this competition? I presume a, a victory would, would, would be what you're going for, but what do you want to get out of the players and the squad as a whole, knowing that you've got, uh, in, in, in the years and months ahead, obviously, things like Africa um, Women's Championships and indeed uh, World Cup qualifiers for 2019? Look, there's a lot of players that are not here, um, yes. which is a sign um, to give uh, these players an opportunity to make the core group eventually bigger. But also for 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 these players, and there's ten new players or ten players 
Some have, uh, five of them have been recalled to the national team and five completely new players. For them to be able to gain the experience because uh, that's not something you can buy, especially in a competition and away, away from home as a bonus. For them to be able to, um, be able to play at this level and showcase and then it's a core group, group bigger, but also with pressure on the other players that are not here so that it can only improve the level of, 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 of competition within the national team where the players come back and the players currently in the, in the team are really pushing each other to a level where we really have a competitive uh, a group of players and that argues while going forward for qualifying for AFCON and then eventually you know, playing at AFCON. Well, I certainly wish you everything the best on Thursday, Desrealis. Thank you very much for your insights and opinions uh, and go enjoy as uh, we have full confidence in you leading the side to gold medal. Thank you very much. Um, the ultimate aim of any team and any coaching staff is to come to a tournament and win it. And we're going to give it our best shot um, and go out there and really play for the people back home because they are the ones, uh, along with our sponsors, Cecil and Safa, that have given us the most support. And we really want to go out there and do it for them more than anything. So thanks for having me on the show. Good. Thank you. SABC3 is offering you the chance to join us on an inspirational journey on board the luxurious MSC Sinfonia cruise ship. On the weekend of the 23rd to the 26th of February 2018, we'll be embarking from Durban and heading out to Portuguese Island on a truly incredible experience. Real Talk with Anele and Trending SA will be on board interviewing phenomenal guests who you'll have the once-in-a-lifetime chance to meet face-to-face. Plus, you'll have the unforgettable opportunity to attend sessions and talks by other top SA celebs and motivational speakers. From business, finance and politics, through to entertainment, the arts, sports and more. You can secure your place on board with a deposit of only 3,000 Rand per cabin. And the sooner you book, the better the price. So book now to avoid disappointment. For bookings and more info, go to thejourneycruise.co.za. Don't be left behind. The Journey, brought to life by SABC3. As South Africans, prepare to celebrate Heritage Month this September. It will all culminate on Sunday the 24th, where we will recognize and celebrate the cultural wealth of our nation. Hashtag Love South Africa. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. Now, it's early days yet in the domestic football scene, but there's some interesting football results this weekend. And on the line to discuss some of them is uh, City Press Deputy Sports Editor and SABC Sport Analyst Timothy Mulobi. Tim, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Evening, Evening, Jeff, uh, listener. It's good to chat to you again. But uh, let's look. Uh, let's look at uh, defending champions first up. Bidwiswitz played seven games this season, four in the league, and still no wins. I mean, does it really come down to Monique Joseph's comments about no desire and a difficulty to motivate the team? Is that the, 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 the glaring factor here? Of course, it comes down to that. But not only that. I think also look at the changes that Gavin is trying to. Uh, implement, you know, he brought some few players and he's trying to uh, fill them in, and so far it, it hasn't worked. You look at the new players, you look at Dylan Klassen, uh, you've got Steven Pinaro, who I think so far has not really lived up to expectations, And but Kevin Hunt is stuck with him. Uh, but I think it's still early, you know, seven games, I know four in the league, uh, no win, uh, even that MTN8 uh, quarterfinal win, it was via penalties over Golden Arrows, but they haven't, they haven't fired from all cylinders. But, you know, I think we'll get it right. I, I, I like how they fought on Saturday. They come back with one man down against against the Chiefs. Uh, I think if they can take it from there, 
then I think they, they might have turned the corner. But we can't, we can't take away nothing from what Munib said. I think it also boils down to that. You, do, you mentioned Golden Arrows, a side they met in the MTN8 quarter. Finally, they uh, advanced beyond uh, on penalties, as you said. But they leapt to the top of the standings with that uh, 4-1 thrashing of Amazulu. And I suppose on that point, uh, I want to get your take on both Golden Arrows and how they're looking, but I also want to get your take maybe on Asutu. Do they belong? I mean, have they... Uh, I suppose the questions are there, having bought their way back. Uh, any early signs of, of whether or not they, they, they actually belong? It's always going to be difficult for, for Amazon again. You look at uh, how they performed in the NFT. They were nowhere near the top three. They didn't even make the, the playoffs. Uh, and then they bought their way up, not for the first time, but for the second time, I must say. And I don't think they, they've done enough. Look at what they went for on the market. They got players on loan. Uh, in two, in two, two in particular from Supersport, the goalkeeper, Bualefa uh, Pule and Michael Morton, who were not regulars at, uh, at, at Supersport United. And I think they're still trying to find their feet. Uh, but let's, let's, let's hope they don't do that until the end of the season. But so far, I'm not really convinced that they are PSL material. I want to ask about a team that was struggling last season. Barocca narrowly missed out on uh, on losing their status as uh, as a PSL side, but they've been exciting this season. I mean, it was a late deflected goal over Free State Stars, but they found themselves the win on Saturday, third in the standings overall, and one of only four teams that are undefeated in the early stages of the league campaign. You know, it doesn't matter how they go in. A goal is a goal. I mean, they went to to cheaper midweek. They got three points, which resulted in. Then Malisala losing his job, and then they did it again at home. Uh, remember last season, I, I think they also, they also or only beat Free Stars at home for the entire season. Now they've started very, very, very well, and maybe they've learned something from last season. Look at the players that they brought in. Unlike last season, I think so far they've got a very uh, balanced side, and maybe Koloko, the coach, you know, he's got uh, something that you know he wanted to show us uh, so far. If you can just stop talking a lot and just live <laughs> on the field, I think they'll go somewhere. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that, uh, <laughs> that, that I think a few people have a few uh, interesting uh, comments on. But I mean, Barocca certainly seem to be one of the uh, surprise uh, teams. But uh, th- there, there is also uh, the question to be raised, despite the fact that they didn't play over the weekend. Maritzburg United, or they played, um, uh, they played Friday, 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 that's right. Yeah. But they're a side that looks defensively very structured at the moment. They started off uh, with uh, two back-to-back victories to to open their account and two draws. Uh, subsequently, they're second in the standings. What what do you make of uh, Maritzburg United and, and, and Fudlu Davids, and, and also the side that's joined uh, with them on uh, on four points in Orlando Pirates, who definitely want to turn things around from last season's campaign? I, I must say that I'm, I'm very, very impressed with Maritzburg United, the brand of football that they are playing. You know, with the type of players that they, they have, you know, I thought after losing uh, Kate Lenkis to, 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 to Chipper United, they were struggling a bit. But you look at the players that they've got, no big name uh, players, but they play for each other. They play as a team. You know, I know if, if a lot of people look at even Rosika up front, they look at Dylan Mega, but, but they are youngsters who are up and coming, and so far they want to make a name for themselves. And I think credit should go to, to, to the board uh, for, for showing confidence in, in Fatou David, who I think so far has repaid that confidence fully. I mean, they, they reached the semifinals of the MTN8, and they, they, they were lucky to lose to Supersport United. Uh, but Orlando Paris, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not yet convinced that they've turned the corner. You look at 
the run of play that if I know they've not lost a game so far, but, but they are not convincing. I, I saw them against the uh, Marisbeck on Friday. You know there were chances there and there, uh, but uh, I don't think from last season. Yes, at the break there's a stability. I think the arrival of Winsandilens in, in, in goals has brought that stability that they needed. Remember last season, I think they used all the four goalkeepers because it was like finder, finder. No mm. one really wanted to claim that number one spot. But so far, when Sunderland has done well, and then the back four, I know they're changing there and there, uh, but Nyawusa, I think, has brought also that stability at the back. Tom uh, Atawa, uh, he was played in the, in the middle of the park over uh, on Friday. Uh, let's see. Let's see what Micho can do for Pirates, but at least it's, it's still better than what they did last season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just briefly, let's touch on the Cape Town teams. Ajax Cape Town getting their first win over the weekend, uh, a 2-0 win over uh, Pulaguani City. And, uh, and Cape Town City, although they didn't play, what have you made of their start under Benny McCarthy? You know, they could not have asked for a, for a better start. You know, they got uh, what they wanted. And I think kudos go, should go to, to Benny McCarthy, although... I think I still put the blame on him or on the, the defeat to Kaiser Chiefs. I mean, he made six changes to the team that has beaten a bit first over the weekend in the, the MTN 8. Why? Why should you make such uh, so many changes, especially if you know that you were not going to have a game over the weekend? You know, you still had a, a week to go before they play Pirates. And then I don't think that was uh, necessary to do. But I think you will learn from this kind of mistakes, you know, especially Swipe right, Walters, who has been in outstanding for them. Uh, but he's still young. He's still young. You will learn from this, this kind of mistakes. Uh, but so far, so good for, for Billy McCarthy. Ajax, I think they needed that victory, uh, especially playing uh, at home. And, you know, after the departure of Mark Mayambela, who I thought... I don't know why they let him go. And then uh, Nathan Paul say up front as well. Uh, Prince Numalo came to the party on Friday. Uh, I think they were due their first victory of the season. And then I think Stingley Mason uh, should just uh, uh, work on that one. Fantastic. Well, uh, Timothy, it's great to chat to you again and get to your insights and opinions on what's been happening. But it was an entertaining weekend of football. And certainly go and enjoy the, uh, the uh, upcoming fixtures, both uh, from Tuesday right the way through to Sunday. Thanks, Jen, and thanks to the listeners. You know, I think uh, you could not have asked for a better start. Let's hope the press will bounce back and wish Sundance all the best in their Kev campaign over this weekend and also Super Sport United as they go to Zambia. Indeed. Thank you. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. That's all we've got time for. Now, Lady Mulo is up after the break from Shabon Chetty, and I have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.